welcome to the GBHBL Whiplash. It's been ages. Years. It has been ages, as it always is. You know, I'm not going to stop saying that yeah. as if we were ever planning to do these weekly or two yeah. weekly. It's been the normal passage yeah. of time. It has been. It's as simple as that. Life has been busy. I did what we call my workplace four weeks of cover. And at that same time in that period, Lou's birthday, Comic Con, all that. So I ended up having to swap loads and loads of shifts just to get those times off. And the end result was lots and lots of nights. And then your standard working arrangements. Yeah, is just constantly working. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my <laughs> road a lot. Dublin, Chester, Canary Wharf regularly. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes to find time. Which is annoying because we always have so much to say. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's not like we could, if we were like jobless facts, yeah. we could do this every week. Maybe that's what we should go for. <laughs> Probably couldn't afford all of this. That's the only problem. Yeah. But yeah, so of course we are Games, Brains, Headbanger Life. Hopefully you know that by now we are everywhere. You can go to the site, gbhbl.com, Facebook, uh, Facebook page, which is gbhbl as well. Twitter, gbhbl underscore official. We're on Tumblr. We're on Instagram as gbhbl as well. Head over to a big cartel to our store. We can buy some of our crappy little merch. Not really crap. It's actually really, really good shit and really cheap. Well, it'd be awesome to see people actually like having some of that. Also, the money would be nice too to do that. You can pledge yep. to our Patreon for as little as $1 just to help support us. That would be really appreciated as well. What about oh, This podcast is available on SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, it's called. Um, what else? There's one more. I've, I oh, and of course the YouTube channel where you'll find awesome content, man. Really, really proud of that channel right nowadays. Yep. So yeah, that's it, isn't it? That is it. I think that, that is it. it. I mean, that pretty much covered the whole of the internet. <laughs> we're not on MySpace. That's about it. That's it. Oh, <laughs> not on LinkedIn. We're not on. No. We're not on Snapchat. No, no, we don't. We don't do filters. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, no filter. No filter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, of course, as always, we have tracks to play, shit to talk about. Um, and yeah, we're going to start off with one of them right now. Track number one. We're going to start with Dark Doom presenting their second album, The Journey, via Morrowleth Record, out on June 12th. The Journey presents Dark Doom at its most foreboding yet. Having broadened his shoulders and cut his teeth with last year's dust, Alex Willis has sculpted his past labours and miserable burdens into something much more majestic. That which closer depicts the project's moniker more than ever. Design is that of a sharp, sharpened focus. A bitter, larger, melodious respite from modern life, that whose journey crosses the path of depressive and atmospheric black metal, victoriously into murky fathoms of death and doom. Atop the highest peak, Dark Doom once again rains fire and misery upon the masses below, <laughs> as an exalted invitation to his most desperate journey. Atmospheric black metal, in strength abundant, in solace bereft. It's our pleasure, because this album is brilliant. So it's our pleasure to be able to play you the final track from this incredible release, and it is called Wilderness.
Yeah, I kind of got into reading that a little bit more. I was starting to just like, yeah, I'm going to put some oomph into these words because yeah. it's really fucking um, I like, I like epic. all the, you know, like, um, like dark rain falling mm. from the skies above. The description of this can be a lot, a lot of I fun. I mean, if you were to look out the window right now, that that's so apt for the current weather conditions. It's unreal. Mm. This this is the weather for that sort of music. It is, it is. <laughs> it's, timing is absolutely fantastic for festival season as well. Yeah. So we've got a couple of things to talk about. As usual, little bits and points that we want to discuss and share thoughts back and forth. And the first is Dream Troll. It's all about Dream Troll, who will release their new album, Second to None, on July 12th. And their crowdfunding, not the album, the album's going to be available regardless, digitally and so on, but the yep. crowdfunding to make it a beautiful double LP in a gatefold jacket pressed on gorgeous royal blue colour vinyl with splatter. Splatter's becoming a, a little bit of a favourite of, yeah. of people now. We like a bit of splatter, don't we? It, it, it's a good look. It looks cool. No, you know, yeah. I mean, vinyl, anything printed on a vinyl is great. Mm. Um, you know, nice album cover on on the uh, box itself is cool. Yep. Gatefold. Yeah, they're, they're basically chucking a lot, a lot into this. You know what I mean? It's going to be that double LP gatefold jacket pressed onto a coloured vinyl. It doesn't matter that it's royal blue, but the colour yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. always adds a little bit to it. No, I think it's good. I think it's good. We've talked to before, haven't we, about um, how we want bands to encourage the spend by offering less yes. standard options. You yes. know what I mean? That's what people, collectors want. And most metal fans are collectors of some sort. Yeah. You might not class yourself as a collector, but if you pick up every CD from every band you possibly can and you've got 10,000 CDs at home, you're a collector. Even <laughs> even even if you're like anal about your digital digital catalogue, yeah. you're a collector of music. Yeah. It's all just something so I, I or mean, another. Yeah, we spoke, we have spoken at our length of this on YouTube videos, yep. on podcasts previously, and that is that with the death of the people wanting to buy the standard physical CD, the replacement for that isn't necessarily standard merch, as in like, oh, if we can double our t-shirt sales, we'll make our money back. It's actually, no, we'll still buy the albums, man, but you just got to give us alternative ways. Yeah. People are up like, you know, I don't know if it's going to stay big, but people are into cassettes. Love you cassettes, know, yeah. Them. LPs are obviously a big thing. Yep. They always have been. I think they always will be. You know, I think they're a collector's thing that'll just exist they forever. Will, yeah. Um, you know, special editions, different versions, signed things. That's that's the way that people come and buy now. So you can, in the past, sell a CD for, I don't know, 10 quid, and a band will make a couple of quid off that yeah. because the rest of it will be all distribution and everything like that. The thing with now is, like, you don't sell half as many LPs, but your LPs are 35 quid yes. or, or 30 quid or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So like, it's up the the margin that you can possibly make of it. But anyway, either way, I think it's great, and I think it's great that there's a lot of independent bands that are doing it as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, because the obvious and easy route for every independent band to do out there is to just shove the thing on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, what uh, you know, wherever it might be. Bandcamp and so on. Yeah, least amount of cost, and that's just to keep push, pushing albums out. Yeah. And yeah. I think when they then go down this route of going, no, 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 we want to print it on an LP and we want to do this, that, and the other, I think it shows a level of care about the album more so than just pushing music out. Also, it also ambitious. Yeah, it shows you've got ambition. It's not just like, hey, I just, I just want to get my music out there. I'm not, I don't care about being the biggest band in the world. Everyone yeah. should want to be the biggest band in the world. You know, and it, as we always say as well with this stuff, it only, only kind of works out with fan support, and yeah. they are running this on their Bandcamp page. So by all means, jump on the internet. Search for Dream Troll. There aren't that many Google results you're going to get outside yeah. of the band. Yeah. To be honest, you might get a few stories about them um, Labour MPs singing and yeah, 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 yeah. their, their neo-Nazi <laughs> signs and all that sort of stuff. But uh, if you find their Bandcamp page, you'll find the um, options on there. Chuck a couple of quid towards it. Support an independent band. Get a nice, beautiful double LP in a gatefold jacket. 
with, with splatter and even more so if you can't afford it fair enough but the album just get the album then yeah. pick up the digital tracks come July 12th nice and cheap that way and if you want, need any more inspirational reasoning behind it Dream Troll I don't know if he's a member of the band I think he might be a member of the band he's a bit of an artist and he likes to sketch mm. pictures and they're really cool pictures and essentially pretty much everything you buy from that band will come with a hand drawn thank you picture I, which is just cool as fuck I don't know if you can see it it's probably too far away but that's stuck up right there is what I got from Dream Troll um, drawn when yeah. I uh, bought the cassettes. <laughs> and that's, that's cool. I mean, you know, why not? Yeah. It's a piece of art. This guy might be like the next Da Vinci. So worst case scenario, you're spending 10 quid, you might have a three million pound picture there in your... In your... It's not even that. It's, it shows <laughs> that it came from them and I love yeah. that. Um, you know, I loved one of my earliest sort of like in the last couple of years when I was kind of starting to rebuy stuff and things came from a band that came from Denmark and yeah. it came with a postcard that had been written and signed by them. Yeah. Like thank, thanking me for buying their merch, yeah. you know? Makes you feel good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Elsewhere, Pale Horse Named Death have announced they will return to Europe for their Season of the Dead Tour 2019. And the UK dates start on Halloween, 31st of October, Milton Keynes, and ends on the 5th of November in London at the Underworld. Think about these uh, part of this tour. There are loads of T- TBAs as part of the UK date. Yeah. So, you know, you, it, if your city isn't on there yet, chances are it might be. They clearly like just wanted to get the first couple out, particularly yeah. if you're going to be doing Halloween in Milton Keynes, which is obviously a cool date, mm-hmm. um, and the 5th of November, London at the Underworld. Yeah. So Pale Horse and Death, back again. Saw them last year. Uh, small venue, it was the Islington 2, the tiny one that's up the stairs. Um, thought they were fantastic live. Loved the latest album, When the World Becomes Undone, which is another great album as well. Yeah. Yeah. Underworld, perfect. That's been, been one of my favourite um, band names, actually, mm. strangely enough. You know, I'm not. Um, I know that they're, they're obviously kind of do me, kind of, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit. And that's not like my favorite style of metal. No, but I do like them as a band. But oh, I've, I've always, I just always love their name. It is a short tour, though. Yeah, it's like I six mean, states. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, two of those six are Milton Keynes and London. Yeah, and there's, there's a third only... one in between, and then there's three that aren't been announced. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a, but that follows off a European tour. It's coming like the UK side's the last part of the European right, tour. Right. You know. Get it in before Brexit, innit? Uh, yeah, well, they start on the day of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I hope you can get back out. <laughs> <laughs> um, the UK Melt Monsters. Um, Christiala, Christiala, I can't really say that one. Chris, Chrissy. Christiala. Have yeah. unveiled dates of their upcoming album, revealed a new music video ahead of their summer shows, including the prestigious main stage slot they have at Bloodstock Open Air 2019. The studio album, their third worldwide negative, will be released on the 16th of August 2019. So if you're at Bloodstock, chance they might get a couple of new tracks thrown in as well. Yep. Um, got any thoughts on this band? Nope. Nope, no thoughts at all. <laughs> no, I don't know. I've never li- I, I don't, as far as I'm aware anyway, I don't believe I've ever listened to a single song by them. Okay. Um, I do plan to, obviously, because like, be Bloodstock, to, yeah. Be Bloodstock, I'll definitely be checking them out. Um, but yeah, so there you go. They're going to be completely new to me. Oh, that's good. Um, San Diego, California-based metal outfit Carnifex are proud to announce their seventh studio album, World War X, which will be released on August 2nd. By a nuclear blast. They also did a video at the same time. It was called No Light Shall Save Us and featured Alyssa White Gluz, Arch Enemy Front Woman. Um, thoughts on Carnifex? Oh, I'm a fan. They're yeah. awesome, aren't they? They are like quite Carnifex. good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know they had a new album coming out so soon, to be honest. I don't know how I've missed that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well. But yeah, there you go. Mm. Um, I haven't seen the um, single yet either. No, I haven't listened to it either, but then I'll be I left it. to see how it goes, actually, because Arch Enemy is quite a glossy name to kind of have. Yeah, Do yeah. You know what I mean, so. Don't get me wrong, I know that the girl's got pipes on her. Of course. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it just, it doesn't seem like a natural 
fit Khan affects an arch enemy it doesn't to actually be honest, no. but, but yeah I'll be interested to check that single out I'll have to look into it well we will be in yeah. theory because we might be doing it as a reaction video after we record this podcast Ooh. but we shall see spoiler alert spoiler alerts yeah <laughs> and of course Bloodstock Day tickets are now on sale we would be remiss if we did not talk about our favourite festival in the UK Bloodstock Day tickets are now on sale it is a limited number um, but more will go on sale I think yeah. they said in July um, if you've not been sold on the weekend overall A well what the fuck but yeah. B um there's your chance. There's your day ticket. Choose a day you particularly like the fancy of and get your ass yeah. down. Easy as that. Reasonable as well. Yeah, that uh, is. And continuing that, the first batch of Metal to the Masters winners have been announced. People, these are all now coming to a head. Yep. All the finals are happening. People are winning. People are rocking and rolling and so on. So I've collected as many of them as I could find. Um, I may have missed one or two because I had to search all over. Not all of these were up on Bloodstock's main page yet. So I went through Facebook yep. and then it's all over the place. So we have Coventry winners, Diginova, uh, who were the first ones. I think we talked about them last time. Uh, Glasgow victors, Inferium. Defamation of Man, who took the top prize in the Sheffield Heat. Uh, they're going to be joined by the Belfast top dogs, Lockhorns. Uh, Black Country band, Masters Core, also have a new blood slot because they did it via CD submission. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, straight up, I don't know any of these bands except Masters Core. I was going to say, like, that's sweet. the only band I know the name of yeah, yeah. instantly. Although I'll be honest with you, and I guess maybe this is an unfair way to look at it. When I saw that uh, Defamation of Man took the prize in the Sheffield heat, in the last couple of Bloodstocks, Sheffield seemed to have a great yeah. turnout of bands. So instantly my thought was, like, oh, it'd be good to see you come through the Sheffield. Yeah, you are right. They seem to have like a, a, a strong, strong. You know, strong scene. Yep. And the bands that come through from there, like we saw like Aonia last year and stuff like that, like, they are good bands. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're not amateur kind of two guys in their mum's bedroom yeah. recording this isn't that sort of shit they're bands that are already potentially got sponsors and you know that sort of stuff People yeah paint. you're right yeah so but and yeah. the same applies with Coventry they're the two actually that I would have peeled out you know like so that's just us going on previous times and stuff like that yeah but we've got Sunday bringing Dublin champions Asset uh, Norwich leaders Bastard and Take Refuge who clinched first place in the Milton Keynes final uh, then I found that we also get to see 28 Double, who just took Leicester's, right. another strong location, yeah, yeah. Um, gold medal. And uh, Fear Bound, I think only in the last day or two, won Hitchin. Yeah. And then we had Ellie El- 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 Elirin. Uh, t- yeah, taking Golden Wolverhampton and Scars of Remembrance, who I'm really happy to see. Yeah. Um, winning North Wales. So already a load of good bands hopefully yep. coming through and a load of new metal to check out. And also, if you are a fan of the Norwich band, you get to stand there and chant for them by just going, bastard, bastard. Yeah, there was that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's currently the, 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 the crux of the New Blood stage. Of that's course, it. there's many more bands to be announced, more <clears> finals <throat> to come. Um, we are close to the Essex one. We're very close now. It's the end of the month. We'll have an article up on that soon on the website anyway. Wicked. There are four bands in the final yep. but also if you are a fan of local music and you're in the Essex area which Tripper yep. are a headline in the night which is at the moment because of demand it's a ticket at a fair yep. now uh, tickets are four quid I think yeah I think it's four yeah so worst case scenario if you don't even like local metal it's which Tripper for four quid yeah I mean that's a bargain it's a it? bargain you can't knock that you know, and you get four other bands too so you know um yeah, so look out for the article, which will basically give you a bit more of an introduction into the bands. And if you do want to go to it and you do want tickets, they are not far off selling out. Yeah. So you need to be quick. Excellent. Right, got another track for you. Emerging from Lancaster, Black and Death Flamethrowers, Torture Ascendancy 1307. 
have been steadily been firing up the venues of different parts of the US ever since their formation in 2011. The quintet comprised of current and former members of acts such as Veilburner, Prithric, Salvation, Tenth Circle and Human Repugnance. I have finally poised to untether their first ever demo offering, unpretentiously titled as Demos, uh, but with like, whatever you call it. Made to look like an acronym, but yeah, I'm not acronym. sure it is. No. It's out on the 17th of July 2019, and this is Amon Morg Matrix. <laughs>
Right, downloads this weekend. Yep. As you would know. Certainly is. And I said to you, because we've already kind of covered it heavily, so there's no real point in me saying too much, but I said to you, find five bands from that bill that you would recommend like our listeners okay. to go see. So, have you looked before or are you looking for the first time now? Uh, we've looked through it before, haven't we? I'm yeah. just cutting it down to five. Well, okay, I'll go for, for the obvious ones go straight on. away. Uh, Nia Obliviscaris. Yep. Absolutely. Alien Weaponry, I know are there. Wicked. So I'd definitely say them. This isn't in order. Yeah, yeah, um, Weaponry on Saturday. Friday. Uh, first on the main stage. Cool. Um, Behemoth, for me, okay. would be one of the, them. Uh, at the Gates would be the four. I'm so predictable here, aren't I? <laughs> it is quite, I mean? yeah. it's like, I'm just trying to see if there's anything kind of newer that I can recommend that I particularly like an awful lot. I know there are bands like, I suppose for the fifth one, let's go for Conjurer. Okay, cool. Um, I, I'm less, I'm not not sold on the Conjurer. I'm less sold on Conjurer than a lot of other people, but I do get that they're great. And yep. I would like to keep watching them to become sold. Right, yeah, yeah, I get that, um, fair enough. Whereas Ginger, I'm, I'm not quite there yet. Mm. You know, I know they're another big band. That you know, if you're from a metal coming, perspective, yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, you have to check out Ginger." But for me, you know, actually, the band of that weekend for me would actually be uh, Nia Bliviscaris. Oh, okay. Um, followed closely by Alien Weaponry because I'd just like to see them do it again on the main stage as well. But um, yeah, Nia Bliviscaris, uh, absolutely loved their more recent album, which I believe was called Earn, if I remember correctly. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, Earn Part Two or something like that. Whatever it was, it blew me away, man. The mix of genres on it, atmospheric black metal with jazz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just it just like it blew me away. And I remember listening to that album and thinking, like, I cannot wait to see this band. So you didn't uh, think about Heart of a Cardwood? Uh it didn't pop in my head straight away, no, to no. be honest with you. Not if I'm picking five. No, that's because I'm trying to segue. Okay. Uh, but if I had a sixth one <laughs> Yeah. Probably go ginger. Yeah, oh, I'm, 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 I'm joking. Um, I, I, I didn't want to do ten because ten might be too much. Yeah. But like, I see Love Bites. I think Love Bites should be someone everyone checks out. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bands I think people should check out there. But you know, if you're going to give me five, that's I'll it. Be honest with you, love, you know my my feelings on Love Bites. I think they're very very good. But I don't think they're the next fucking big thing just because they're female from Japan. Yeah, and they're not baby metal. Mm. I think they're good. I think they're great. But yeah, no, that's fair enough. Bands out there than Love Bites. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's a lot of uh, bigger bands that, that I would say absolutely go and check. Like, uh, I'm on a Math, for example. Like, I mean, you know they're going to put on a show, even though they're going to have less time and they're going to be in a daylight and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. It'd still be great. Yep. Um, tool. Oh, the monkey's about tall most of the time, to be honest with you. So, no, not for me. Clutch. I like Clutch. Uh, Slayer's last of a UK show. Yeah, well, yeah, purely for that reason. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with well, no, because they're the headliner, you check them out anyway. But if they were on like the second stage and clashing, oh, oh they no, they are. Sorry. They're the headline of the second oh, stage. Sorry, yeah, they're not even the headline. So I think they, they don't completely clash with no. Tool, but I think they've got a bit of crossover, and that's what it is. So then there are plenty of bands on there that I would personally, you know, encourage people to actively avoid. So, <laughs> it's so funny because um, <laughs> so when we recorded it, I admit that I was like, look, the fact that Enter Shikari, Enter Shikari were at a festival, I would have to go see them because it's the only time I'm ever gonna. It's the only time I'm ever gonna see them live. Yeah, see, look, and there's another band like because I know that. They get a little headline slot, but municipal, municipal waste. waste. That is good. That is just fucking fun. Yep. For the for, from the first note to the end of their set, it's nonstop energy, fun, enthusiasm. Yeah. Good vibes. Do you know what I mean? It's like so. You know, if you don't know who municipal waste are, 
you should definitely go and check out some of that because I think you'll be like, oh, this is great. And it's weird when I looked and I was like, as well, like on a Friday, if you're looking for like a little section where you just want to have a good time, you have yeah. Zebrahead, the Interrupters, and yeah. Real Big Fish together in a row there. Yeah. Which is, you know, three scary punk fun bands in yeah. a row kind of thing, you know? Um, beyond that, though, like, so there's a lot a lot of misses, so much misses for me, man. So much yeah. misses for me. I mean, the only thing you always, you always get to with these sorts of festivals is that if you're there for whatever reason, um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I would struggle to make a full day out of bands each day. Yeah. I do struggle with that. But I can probably get five or six a day-ish, yep. thereabouts, that, you know, I'm quite happy. And generally, they're down at the dog tooth stage or, or you know, a bit further down the down the um, scale, Yeah, I guess. But because you're there, you always end up seeing enough bands because you're going to go, oh, well, we may as well go and check them out. We may as well check them out. And just like we do at Bloodstock, just because we, you know, we'd be here going, oh, do you know what? Like, probably really wouldn't enjoy White Snake. Yeah, doesn't mean that actually when you're there and you've had a few beers and you and you're in, you know what I mean. That actually don't come out and go. Do you know what? Actually, what's it was brilliant. great. Yeah, That's exactly, amazing. absolutely. So, mm. so if you are there, see as many. Just see, just see bands, man. See as many as you can. Have fun, basically. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the weather clears up for you because right now, whoa. Yeah. Right. I was trying to segue Heart of a Coward because other than having a great new album out, they're also playing download at a very um, sort of obtuse time. But go check them out because they're awesome. The new album is awesome. And I'm going to play a very short, only about 10 minutes or so, interview I had with the front man, Khan Tassin. Uh, now, so you get to listen to that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Lovely to speak to you, Khan. We'll just dive straight in if you're good to yeah. go. Yeah, man, let's do it. Brilliant. So we're less <laughs> than a month away from the new album, The Disconnect. Are you just, um, at this point, chomping at the bit to get it out? Or do you actually really enjoy this build, the, the single release, the press, I uh, guess? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's it's all good fun. But no, I'm absolutely chomping at the bit just to play some shows, get out, tour, play festivals and stuff, let people, actually get people to hear it now. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a nice build up. Like, we've been, we've been busy with plenty of stuff. So uh, yeah, it's been good, but definitely chomping at the bit just to play the songs and let people hear it. It must be like when you get those reactions to your singles and people are going, oh, wicked and really into it. Can't wait to hear it. And you're just like, there's more to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's called Disconnect. Is that a sort of social, political thing? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Like, it's uh, it kind of, the idea kind of came around when we just actually sat back and kind of read the lyrics and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just about like, whether it be like, I don't know, like a, a political disconnect you know things are out of your control as you know or whether it be like a financial rich poor divide or whatever like it's just yeah about kind of not being able to control things that are kind of yeah not being able to control things and just kind of just disconnecting yourself from reality i guess whether it can be social media and people portraying themselves in a different way or you know whatever but yeah there's a big big disconnect within the world and a lack of kind of consequence from actions and stuff like that so that's kind of where the idea came around right so it kind of ties into the whole theme of the album i mean do you sort of base a lot of lot of the writing on this album and the lyrics and stuff on um ongoing things in 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 the uk like the political landscape absolutely dude i just kind of write about what frustrates me and what like fucks me off ultimately um and yeah there's a lot there's a lot to be kind of angry about and people seem to have a lot more of a voice nowadays which is which is obviously a good thing but ultimately it's about um, largely a negative <laughs> a negative issue but yeah it's just it's right about what frustrates me and ultimately the guys we all see eye to eye and you know when i kind of put lyrics on the table and stuff you know the guys can relate to it and they kind of have an idea and stuff like that so it was kind of 
yeah, very much relates to kind of how the band feels, you know, frustrations with what's going on, in not just the UK, but, you know, in the world, like, yeah. there's, a lot, there's a lot of fucking bad shit going on, so, yeah. So you feel like you've got a lot to say, and this is your platform, this is your opportunity yeah, to say it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's a bit cathartic, do you know what I mean? You fucking just get to shout some stuff, <laughs> yeah. which, is always, which is always good, but yeah, no, it's a bit of a, bit of a cathartic process. It wouldn't be metal if it, it wouldn't be metal music if you weren't using your your lyrics or your music to express a point. It seems. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you've had two singles so far: "Drown and Ruin" and "Collapse." They're both uh, crushingly heavy tracks. Do you, oh, think, you would you say this is um, those two are basically good examples of what the entire album? I know it's only ten tracks, but the other eight are basically yeah. the same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's um, kind of the collapses was like more of the like i don't know newer melodic sound to harvard Coward, i guess and then mm. drown and ruin is just a bit more of like a kind of link to the older sound i guess uh in in that sense um but yeah the rest of the album is i mean yeah it, it's heavy it's crushing it's but it's also melodic in times and you know big choruses heavy riffs all of that sort of thing kind of like yeah, you're right when you said about the crossover between um, older Heart of a Coward sound and maybe direction, slightly more melodic direction ahead and now. Did you kind of get like, I guess, inspiration from, say, the likes of, say, Parkway Drive and so on, who have done a similar thing? Um, I mean, not like, ultimately, I think the, the I don't know, the, the, well, there's going to be a, a slight change in sound when it's kind of, a new vocalist comes in, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was kind of, I think, I think what kind of shaped the current sound is like, when as soon as the guys started like demoing stuff and i was kind of writing like over the top of the demos like straight away it just kind of helped shape you know shape the sound and the guys were kind of like oh shit like we can try and just develop things in that direction rather than you know just kind of solely writing songs and then just trying to sing over the top of it or whatever you know i was kind of getting involved at the same time so so it's naturally um, worked trying to force it yeah kind of just helped yeah it helped shape everything yeah that's good that's good well, you already mentioned at the start that you're chomping at a bit to get on tour, which over the week of the album, you were out and yes. you around the UK. Yes. The release date uh, of the album, yeah. it's London, Underworld. Anything special planned or is it just go out there and kick ass? Yeah, go out there, kick ass and hopefully everyone will enjoy it with us. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll have like, I don't know, we'll have like physical CDs with us as well and okay. stuff like that. So I guess that's something. Um, but yeah, no, nothing... Uh, nothing out of the ordinary plan for that show, just a kick-ass time and a sweaty venue. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the Underworld, absolutely. Yeah, because by that <laughs> yeah. point, it's, well, you'd like five dates in a, five days in a row, so... Whew. Yeah, I mean, we'll be, we'll be nice and, like, we'll be nice and locked in by that point, so uh, I think, yeah, it should, be a, it should be a pretty special show. Really looking forward to it, man. Like, Underworld's, like, such a prestigious venue and just being able to kind of... I don't know. Headline there, or headline there is big enough, but the fact is, kind of our our, our um, album release as well. It's fucking, yeah, it's pretty something pretty special. So I'm absolutely stoked. Can't wait. Yeah, I mean, they know the venue well, and if it's packed out, it's uh, it's going to be wild. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Should be good. Anyway, that obviously wraps up with you going to download, which is your third yeah. appearance at the festival. Um, yeah, is it yeah. your first appearance at the festival? <laughs> it's my. It, yeah, it's my first. Uh, First time performing, yeah. I've mm. uh, been there a bunch of times, but I mean, yeah, the guys are all like nonchalant about it, like, yeah, no, nah, it'll be <laughs> fine. 
great where I'm I'm just absolutely buzzing, like secretly bricking bricking it, but you know, just roll with it, get it done, and very excited about going. So. Yeah, it's fantastic because, like I said, it's a big deal for you, but the other guys have done it twice before and yeah, yeah. it's downloaded. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It doesn't get much bigger, really, in the UK, I don't think. No, they, it, uh, it, yeah, it basically list, is. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, would I'm you excited. say this is, I want to say, is this the best Harper Carl down? That's a silly thing to sort of say, but is the best yet to come? Is this the basically start of Heart of a Coward really going forward? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, like, we're, as a kind of creative unit and as a unit in general, like, yeah, I think everything is, is definitely, um, you know, back on track. Like, every, you know, everyone, like, we're firing on all cylinders in that yeah. sense. Uh, I mean, everyone's, as a unit, like, you're creating some really refined, strong, like, songs, you know, like, and I just want that to continue on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, very excited for the future of the band. Fantastic. All right, well, wrap up then with sum up the album in your your words in just a few words. If you were trying to sell it to someone in ten seconds, uh, it's a heavy, punchy, catchy, uh, aggressive album. Uh, that's just about being fucked off at the world in the British way. So, in a British way, yeah, yeah, in a British <laughs> accent, yeah. <laughs> Right, I'm going to follow that interview up now with another track. If you expect the violent headbanging thunderstorm from a concert, Stream Bleed is the right choice. Moshpit and Wall of Death are an absolute must for every show. The band was founded in 2015 by guitarist Stefan Wolginger and singer Stefan Wellenbock, supplemented by the bassist Jacob Retia, guitarist Christian Rosner and Tobias Mayhofer. Cheers, guys. <laughs> on drums. <laughs> The lineup was finally complete after a long search. Work on the young band's debut began in August 2017. Except for vocals and drums, the songs were recorded entirely on their own home studio before they would develop the vice for the Czech Republic took over mixing and mastering. The result is enslaved the world forever. An 11 song groove metal fret firework that makes metal hearts beat faster. It was released on May 31st, 2019. And this is the title track, Enslave the World Forever.
Right, I saw this the other day and it got me thinking. Thoughts yeah. on tribute bands? I saw your point and I think I saw the same thing. Yeah. And I was actually intrigued by the amount of negativity towards it. Because I've never sort of seen tribute bands as a harmful thing. No. But certain points were made that did make me go, huh, I have seen that. And I've, but I've never... Because I, basically, I have no interest in seeing a tribute band. If I was at a pub... Um, here's the thing. If I was at a pub and a tribute band... I'd probably be annoyed about it because it means they're going to be playing loud and I can't talk. The problem with us, especially as we are people that... We always have before any of this website stuff... But we've always been reviewers at heart. Yes. And the one thing I know that I'm going to do with a tribute band is I'm going to analyse the fuck out of yeah. not, not just the music, but everything about it. And be like, well, that's so on James Hetfield. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's way too chatty. You know, Lars is hitting too many drums. Whatever it might be, I'd find myself reviewing it. I actually, I agree with you. I've got no problem with tribute bands. I think they're a nice thing. If yep. they're done for the right reasons in that. I would like to think that every tribute band starts off because the band members just adore a band. Right. I would also say that there must be plenty of people out there who go, hey, you know what? We can make more money being a tribute band to Metallica and going around smaller places playing Metallica songs than we could write in our own original music. Right. So at that point, it's more you're just a business. Do you know what I mean? Not a tribute band anymore. You're just, right. you're just playing other people's songs and making money off it. And that's where my problem with tribute bands come in. Yeah. Which is that if you're, you're right. If I'm in a pub... And the tribute band are playing, and it's on and all that. That's all good. Now they're getting paid because the bar or whatever has booked them. It's going to pay them whatever, hopefully a couple hundred quid, right. to be there for the night. That's their money. I don't get ticketed events to tribute bands. That's what it is. That's yeah. where I'm not cool with it because that's no longer. You're now a band. I mean, you're a touring, but you're selling your own merch. Yeah. You're selling uh, tickets to your own events, but you only play other people's songs, and that's now where I start questioning it a little bit. On this whole thing, and it's going to be the same every time anyone talks about this stuff, it's like, it, it's it, either for you or not. It's not for me. Yeah. I'm not going to ever pay four quid or ten quid to go and watch the tribute of Metallica. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to pay 110 quid to go and watch the real Metallica anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I'm not going to replace the real Metallica with a £10 whatever tribute to yeah. someone else. But I've no problem with these bands existing. Or being booked to come and play shows and play things and all that sort of stuff where you're already there or you're at a pub or someone's party or whatever it might be. You know, an opening event, a beer festival. They've booked a Def Leppard tribute band for a beer festival or something like that. Yep. No harm with that whatsoever. Absolutely. I'm not there for the band, but it's just great to have that in the background. Yeah. But the minute I see a tour going up saying like, you know, the Guns N' Roses tribute band yeah, Guns- are out on a five-day tour the co- and their tickets are selling out. The fact that oh. I know who the big Guns N' Roses tribute band in this country is, mm. they're called Guns Two Roses, mm. I think says a lot. Yeah. You know, I actually know who they are. And um, while I don't really pay attention to ticketed tribute bands, I tend to just scroll past them. Um, I have noticed, what, when I thought about this, one kept coming to mind. And this was a couple of gigs last year. And I remember at the time being a bit like, oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. And... I don't mean to name drop this band because it's no negative on them. It's more me in defense of them. And basically, this there's a tribute band who was a tribute band to Slayer. Can't remember what they were called. A tribute band to Slayer who were the top build on this thing. Where the band Alpha Omega, yeah. who are a great th- thrash band in this country, very small, very yeah. local, doing the best they can with what they got, yeah. playing support to them. Yeah. And that felt fucked up. I was like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, and I, it, it's just like, oh, okay. Hey, isn't it? That's how it is then. Tribute bands are now. Over headlining over, yeah, you know. I mean, it, and it was it, a ticket event, thing like that. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I agree, and I don't think it's right either. But you know, if you try and look at it from Alpha Omega's perspective, yep. 
they are probably going to play to a larger audience of people, ticket buying people, who come to watch Slayer and then catch them and yep. maybe pick up some of their stuff. Absolutely. So I get it a little bit. Yep. Although I'm not personally going to probably ever go to it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I'll, I'll go and see Alpha Omega play in a pub. But I yeah, don't need to, I'd probably watch them and then not worry about the Slayer bit. That's uh, it. Yeah. Afterwards. So yeah, I don't think there's. A, it's not like a, there's no you can or can't be a tribute band. It's not like that sort of thing. I think it's right that they exist. I think it's great that they exist. Yeah. They show serve um, a purpose. I think. You know. Spend your money on real bands, if ticket wise. Yeah. And go and support some of the local bands who can struggle to get people into their clubs who are playing original music putting a lot of time money effort into trying to be a band and trying to get out there and become the next slayer not the pretend to be the current slayer again not a defensive ticket in and like because i stand with brendan that but one other thing i think if you are a troop band you should be doing is it should be making sure it's very fucking different um for example uh les zeppelin i believe they're called is all women les zeppelin tribute band right. Um, you know that least you can be like okay cool they're not trying to be the same thing but you've just reminded me now why this came why I also put this in here uh, part of downloads has it I'm going to bring it up now where are they um, excuse me for a second fuck where are they there's a band on this bill that's I thought that said corn for hire corn for hire icon for hire no it's a band which mixes fuck where are they Coldwell Allison's Tosca Kim Janet Aaron Buckhart where are these idiots Crimson Bambo is that them no fuck fuck where are they hmm there found them and I was looking in the wrong place because I was looking too fucking low, which is even more infuriating. Third band on the second stage, Elvania. All right. And I'm going to bring it up for you to see. There you go. Okay. Lots of Nirvana. Elvis fronted Nirvana. Okay. So a tribute band. But yeah, with, a Elvis, Elvis, with Elvis, in yeah, the front. and I've seen like the odd clip of it and all that because it popped in my Facebook feed, and I didn't like it. Yeah, but they're playing the second stage at Download, third band up. Yeah, doesn't that feel one, wrong it? to you? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a strange one. Yeah, very strange. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't I, that's why my, my whole point on it is, is I don't really get that. Yeah, you know, I know you can't see Nirvana anymore, and I know you can't see Elvis anymore. It's a very strange combination anyway, first of all. Really, really strange. Yeah, yeah. It would have been better. I was trying to think if it would have been better in reverse. Be Kurt Cobain fronted Elvis. <laughs> Kurt Cobain fronted <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, no, it's, it's strange. It's strange. It's strange that they're um, making ground, I guess, then. Because I don't really understand that. I think it's great that they exist. I don't think at any point that we should acknowledge them as being original bands. Well, I think there's a separation here between what is a tribute band and a band. Yeah. I think, you know. Well, do we acknowledge them as a legit band? Are you I mean, really a band? They are to a degree, aren't they? Because what they are doing, whether we like it them or not, is they are putting the time in, rehearsing, travelling around, and doing everything else a band has to do Yeah. other than the one key thing, which is writing any music. Yeah. Which is quite key. Quite. You know. 
So I don't know. Maybe they're not a band. Maybe they're a group. As, yeah. in, as is in how a pop group would be. A unit. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. A baby you know metal. You know what I mean? You don't call it. Yeah. Well, yes. You're not playing the. Well, because they are playing the instruments. Yeah. It's just they're not playing their music. Ed Sheeran, he, he plays guitar. Yep. He doesn't necessarily... Well, he might do. He I might know. do, actually, but yeah. some people like that, they don't necessarily write their songs. Beyonce and people like that Taylor don't write Swift their own music. She'll yeah. sit there and play a country song with an acoustic guitar and a lap hitting a few chords. But generally, that song's written by some other talented person in the background who goes, here you go. This yeah, this is I wrote this for you, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about writing your own music then. Let's move on from that. Specialising in equal parts brutality, melody and etheral. Minneapolis, four-piece, Ashbringers, black metal metamorphosis. Metamorphosis began in 2013 as the brainchild of multi-instrumentalist Nick Stanger. Several releases... That's a great name, isn't it? Stanger. I almost said Stranger, <laughs> and I was like, no, there's no R. Several releases and tours later, they perfected their craft on the th- on their third full-length album, a prosthetic records debut album, Absolution. It's to be released on June 28th. I can tell you now, ahead of time, it'll go up on the site next week. Yeah, it's fucking great. If you're a big fan of atmospheric black metal, it's on that and it's on the nose. The double LP will be available on black and a limited edition Magneta. Magneta. Magenta. Magenta. Yeah, well, I don't fucking read it as much because I was reading Magnet. I need to stop fucking prepping work. Magenta green splatter vinyl, <laughs> splatter vinyl variant as well as compact disc and all digital out- outlets. Now, before um play the song, as well as playing, playing your dreamscape from that album, which is going to come up next... Afterwards, directly after that, you're going to hear another interview that I conducted between myself and the band. It's me and three members of the band. It was done via Skype. So it's a little bit longer than the Heart of a Coward one, but it's going to come off the Dreamscape. So enjoy both. Listen to the song, listen to the fucking interview. If not, skip past it, listen to us talking afterwards.
Right, guys, thanks a lot for taking the time to speak with us. We'll just yeah. dive straight straight in, really, with the easiest questions, I guess, the ones that will drive you nuts the most. Background history, how you got to where you are today. Um, I already know a lot of it in regards to you were a solo art, a solo project to begin with, and then obviously second album um, came when it became a full band thing. Basically, how did you get to that stage? Um, yeah, it started as started as my solo project when I was uh, when I was playing in like I was playing in like a metalcore band and was getting more interested in this kind of music, I guess, mm. and needed an outlet to to express that kind of stuff. So I was working on the first record for like for like two years on and off until it came out in 2015. And then um, we became an actual band when uh, Amiensis needed a band to tour with and had me impulsively throw together a lineup. And then yeah. we went on tour with them. And ever since then, we've been a band. Yeah, so I read that about the fact that effectively you got asked to go out and tour and then you basically needed to get a band together through that. So that was like everything coming at you at once. Did Pretty you much. Sort of did you sort of stop and think, whoa, this is maybe too much, too fast? Or were you just like, yep, I'm going to do this? I kind of interpreted it as a joke when James first sent me the text and was like, hey, I need you to throw a band together and go on tour with me. I was like, okay, good one. And I get, I just texted a few friends to humor him, and then I had a band in like three days. So that's kind of how that turned out <laughs> it seems so natural because even i would start to think well you finish your tour and then the guys you brought in with you were kind of like okay we're just a band now you didn't think okay yeah. well yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what happened i don't think there was ever like a like a discussion about it or anything it was just like where do we go next was yeah. kind of the kind of the attitude going forward yeah, yeah. and you I basically i'm just... oh, sorry. sorry go on I think we all just like clicked really, really well on that tour and just like, I mean, it was the first time I think any of us had ever gone on tour with a band that we had been in. And so we we're fresh out of high school, 18 years old. Yeah. We, we graduated high school, like literally the month before. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, we, our first show was the first stop of the tour and that was like three weeks after we started rehearsing the songs. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I just like everything around that. We all just like, agreed that you know this yeah. is what we want to try to put energy into so yeah and you've thrown a lot of time into it now i mean you followed that up with a second album fairly quickly from what i saw mm -hmm. within two or three months yeah it was like i i was like after going on that tour and like playing with all the different bands i was just like extremely inspired to start writing music again and kind of kind of got an ended up writing an album uh, much quicker than I'd ever written anything else before hmm. and then kind of threw it together with the bands arranged it kind of as quickly as like we weren't we weren't we weren't rushing it we were just kind of moving fast because I think we were we were just we just wanted to get something else out there especially it being like a full band at that point it was yeah. like to us as a band it was like that album was our first album as a band yeah so and it's almost striking while the iron's hot, isn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. So obviously now we're leading up to your new album, Absolution, out on June twenty eighth this yep. year. 
so the gap between the second album and this one has been a couple of years was that yeah. intentional or has it just been a more relaxed process it was kind of been the opposite of the last album yeah yeah like, anyone yeah. else want to uh i i mean really the reason why there was so much time is because uh nick and i went to go live in phoenix arizona for a year in uh the end of 2016 to uh pursue audio engineering at uh conservatory recording arts down there uh, so i mean ultimately us being separated from the rest of the band like for that set amount of time uh from august of 2016 to uh, may of 2017 it was like a forced period of separation from the band so nick and i kind of just worked on a few songs there together and um start the early concepts for the album and then you know um we'd back or throw ideas back and forth between uh um bandmates over the internet and then you know when we finally got a chance to meet up and rehearse some of the songs that winter uh 2016 or one of the songs after uh, uh, wait, uh, the title track which it was the t- um, yeah, the t- yeah. absolution it was like you know that's that's kind of that was where it started with the with the band collaboration on the album so. yeah we were we were writing um while we were down there um but it's like we kind of do writing arrangement and like uh production as all entirely separate phases okay. so it's like 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 i do a lot of the writing myself but the the arrangement and like kind of where the songs come together and sound like the way they actually sound all happens as a band for the most part right and was like the move and what you were studying audio engineering was that was that is that part of the inspiration behind any any of the music has that helped encourage it is it is it i guess it has it given you a different outlook on this album compared to the previous two uh i think i think it whereas the last album was like 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 nathan and i have always done a lot of the a lot of the production stuff mm. on our own so the last album was like we kind of know what we're doing but we don't from like a from we don't have like the background of like um having an education in it so yeah. in that way there's like a like a youthful rawness to it i guess um to yugen whereas this album was a lot more methodical it was like now that we actually know like how are educated on how to approach a lot of these things like that comes into play a lot more when we're like arranging the songs like we're able to come up with ideas that are like okay when we record this this is how we're going to do this right. and that probably added to why the album took longer than than the last one um but yeah i'd I'd say yes it did it did add a lot to how we went about arranging the record well you said you talked about the fact you're a bit more hands-on with the second album obviously with absolution you've worked with chris hilbert and jack shirley when it came to mixing and mastering now Mm -hmm. that must have been hard maybe Whereas you were so hands-on with the second, did it? Were you comfortable basically with handing the reins over to someone else for that stuff? We intended we intended to be as hands-on with this album. Yeah. Um, Nathan and I spent many months trying to mix it ourselves. <laughs> I don't think it was as much of an issue of like not having the technical skill as much as it was we just were way too close to the songs at that point, and like we had absolutely no objectivity at that point we had been hearing those songs for years at that point so it was like it was like nathan it was you that 
that came in and was like, okay, we need to send this to someone else. Yeah. I was I mm-hmm. I was a bit I was a bit resistant to that at first, but I think we made the right choice. Yeah. By doing that. There was a there was a lot a lot of many many days and, and nights of uh, us two in his bedroom with working on our Pro Tools sessions and just like, yeah, that sounds good. Toss it in the car. Sounds pretty good. Come back the next day, tweak a couple things. Sounds like garbage. And that just was the the repeating process. We were just chasing our chasing our own tail and just weren't making good decisions as far as how to mix it. And yeah, so I started looking into uh into options as far as uh, um, sending it off to somebody and and ultimately landed on uh chris and and jack yeah it was so. it was jack was the one who suggested chris because we originally hit him up to do the mixing and he was he was unavailable for to block off the amount of time that we needed him for and so he he sent us chris's way and uh got some samples from him and really happy with what we heard yeah. at the start so and we're really happy with how it turned out now yeah, I mean, you do when you talk about it. It does. It do get the impression that it must have been very like handing your baby over to a complete stranger, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which must have made the process difficult when it comes to what others. Have you learned enough from this and happy enough that going forward, this would be the process you always follow in future? Now, I'm not gonna say with certainty mm. yes, but I ima- I imagine it'll be it'll be on the table. As an op- like, like I wouldn't be surprised if we tried to mix something ourselves again eventually, but um, but I don't think there's going to be any hesitation to send it off to someone else if we feel like that's yeah. that's the right thing to do for whatever we do next. Plus, yeah, maybe. You know, yeah. Sorry, my friend. Go on. When when we finally did send it off and we were getting like mixes back, it was just like such a weight off of our shoulders, you know. Like we had been chasing our tails for so long, working on these mixes and just not being happy with how they're turning out. And then finally, you know, like, all right, this is our budget. This is who we're going to go with. Like, we know that they can do good work. And then hearing that and hearing the songs come together like they did, you know, was uh, it was a a huge relief on my part, at least I know. And I'm sure for Nick, too. But just, yeah. yeah. So that that there, like when we got that first mix back from a from chris i was like yep this is exactly the right decision <laughs> like we made the good a good choice here so frankly if we would have made that decision from the start the album probably would have been out a lot probably would have been out for a while by now <laughs> probably would have been out last year yeah. <laughs> like at this time so. it, it's the way you talk and the way you describe the step-by-step process for this it it clearly seems like you've been having a natural evolution from whatever what you started mm-hmm. with solo project what it is now to even changing your minds in regards to who's mixing mastering it obviously you've changed labels as well for this new album for mm-hmm. Static records where i think you were an avant-garde before um, was that a natural evolution was that something that felt right for you guys or was it just kind of like well we'll go this way yeah i mean they were the ones they they emailed us we were we were we were like in talks with them for quite a while i think they first emailed us i know nathan and i were were pretty early on living in arizona at that point i think it was like probably like october november of 2017 or something yeah actually i was just looking and i saw uh i was looking at our band camp records and i saw the uh the date that steve actually bought the record oh yeah and we didn't know who he was we had no idea who who this i remember i remember seeing the the email extension at prosthetic records 
So I was like, I didn't okay, even know that. I didn't let's know get this that. guy's package out real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, since like I think from early on, it was like we weren't in a rush to like to sign with them like right away, just because we were we were still living in Arizona at the time. It was like let's take the time to like flesh out. Yeah. All, uh, make sure make sure we can we can work something out uh that'll satisfy everybody and um yeah i think i think we got to that point after after some time but um retrospectively i definitely think it it makes sense at this point for us to be for us to be working with a label like that <clears throat> yeah well, yeah because of course nowadays being on a label isn't as important as it once was particularly if you're definitely. like doing a lot of it yourself um, yeah. Do you do you feel like you're getting the benefit from being signed to a label, particularly one of the size of Prosthetic Records? I would think so, but mm. we since obviously yeah. we haven't released the album yet, so it's a little early yeah. to tell. But <laughs> yeah, you know, every everything good. they've done for us so far, I've been really happy with. So I'm that's gonna cool. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I mean, they helped us set this up with you, so that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's another two months to wait and see where once the um, album drops, but we have had a single, of course. Um, yeah. Dreamscape. I noticed when so early on, I was like, right, we have the album, but it's too early to review. Can't we put up a review for an album that's coming out in two months? <laughs> um, so let's listen to the single and get an idea. And the amount of buzz, particularly in the comment section, say on YouTube, those places, um, was really, really positive straight away. It was really, particularly as it kind of releasing a 10 minute plus single as your yeah. first one <laughs> is can be it's risky. And it was nice to see there was such a great bit of buzz around it. But what made you decide this was the one, this is the first one we're putting out there? Honestly, we we hit up, um, like we had, we all had our own opinions on what the single should be, but we, we left it to, we left it to the label oh. to, uh, to make, to, like we, I think we, we had the, we could have just chosen whatever songs we want. I think we were in that position, but like, like we were getting at before, like we were way too close to these songs to make an objective decision on that stuff. So we had we had our A and R give give uh, his opinion on that, and we just kind of went with that. Yeah. Have you been happy with what the feedback you guys have received for so far on it? It's most you're yeah, it mostly positive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been having a hard time keeping up with my messages that I've been getting yeah. about it. It's yeah, where and stuff blows up. Yeah, yeah. It's it seems seems to be mostly positive so far, yeah. which I am happy about. I haven't even gotten a chance to look at the uh, the YouTube comments yet. I kind of the YouTube video was private for the first day, and then uh, or just hosted on the Metal Injection article. So um, I haven't gotten a chance to take a look since then. But uh, now I'll, now I'll have to. <laughs> well, as you know as well, it's YouTube comments. Be a little bit careful yeah, there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I know all about YouTube comments. So. Yeah. Um, is it a good reflection of the album as a whole? Do you think it's um, it, if people are listening to it and have no clue about how you sound, that they're they're, they're going to listen to it and go, okay, cool. This is going to be this is going to be an album I'm into. It's going to reflect that theme as a whole. I think that it's a bit part. of an outlier on the album, to be honest. Um, not that it doesn't, not that it doesn't reflect the general sound, but I think if you took the album track by track, I think that would be considered maybe one of the more experimental tracks. Um, uh, 
So I, I think I think like tonally and like as far as like the the uh, general arrangement of the album goes, I think that I think that all of the songs are pretty consistent with each other. Um, but like from a songwriting perspective, like it being like it being the longest song on the album, like it being like heavily reliant on like uh, modulation effects on the guitars um, is something that's consistent throughout the album, but is just kind of, there's a bit more of that in this song, I guess. So that's, that's kind of how I feel about that song. Yeah. You like the choice of words. It's very expansive track. It's, it's one of mm-hmm. those words kind of, wow, if the rest of the album was this way, this is going to be what I like to call like a journey style album where yeah. Got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, oh yeah. The songs, we, one of the decisions we we made while we were making the album is we didn't want to have like we didn't want to have like any interlude tracks. We wanted each song to be like as long as it needed to be and um, stand on its own. Like they don't they don't fade into each other the way that they did on Yugen. Spoilers. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just completely derailed sorry, my train of thought. <laughs> Um, so yeah they're not going to flow into each other that's cool um but you wanted them to sort of stand alone yeah i guess in a way that if you release them all as singles if you you know if that was a po- possibility they could be released as singles i would say so yeah yeah definitely um yeah so you guys have grown up in the digital age so this is a question we always throw to everyone we speak to and with a wider range of age groups it's always an interesting to get certain answers but um so for example if we're talking to someone who's in their 50s they have a different view on this whereas yep. if you're in your 20s <laughs> or 30s how are you finding it working in a world that is basically dominated now only by youtube streams apple music spotify the streaming services considering this is your third album are you at this point now where you're finding it hindering you or do you still consider it a, a bonus beyond the obvious lack of CD sales? I mean, I consider it like an overall net positive, just like given the fact that early on uh, tracks from Vacant and then tracks from Yugen ended up on some like Spotify, uh, uh, whatever, official playlists like that helped us out a ton as far as like having uh, new people hear us um and i mean on top of that um just looking at spotify metrics i can see when or like how many listens are are achieved through like you know somebody viewing a public playlist or through the spotify radio uh feature or you know stuff like that and so like there's just like a lot of really cool ways that people can hear new music uh that you know I guess back in the uh, the old days, it would be like through the radio um, and through, you know, passing around cassettes and mixtapes and stuff like that. So I think the opportunities to have our music heard by a wider audience is is really only achievable through, you know, the advancements in technology and the Internet and the way things are with streaming and stuff. So, I mean, I think overall it's been a huge help yeah, as I, far as how we our music has been shared. Yeah, I, um, there was a... A lecture that the the guitar player of Agalot gave about how um, how like the quote unquote bandcamp the internet era of music has kind of thrown it into a stage of like hyper evolution 
where like because music is so accessible um we're able to hear and be influenced by things so much faster than how it used to be and so in that way i don't think that we would necessarily exist or sound the same if it what if we didn't exist in the internet era yeah awesome um yeah i mean it's always an interesting response that like i said in regards to be honest, most people now speak like you guys do about it. It's kind of an accepted mm-hmm. um, evil, I guess, so to speak, you know. Um, and it's interesting you talked about Spotify. You started breaking down the metrics. You don't get obsessive over that, though, do you? Because it must be hard to not get a little obsessive and be like every day, oh, we didn't get as many listens today or this week and so <laughs> on. <laughs> no, no, I'd say it's just more interesting to kind of look over like a six-month period and see like uh, try to figure out the correlations between like, oh, well, we had this like a promoted advertisement where we had this announcement and like see how those kinds of things correlate to like specifically like Spotify plays but I mean I'll check like Bandcamp or whatever that I have yeah. access to and just kind of see what correlations there are with the uh, with the data that we have available which I don't know I, I've always found that really fascinating but yeah I, I definitely don't I'm not checking every day I'm not like disappointed if I see a drop in stuff I'm just like oh that's interesting like I wonder what if there's a correlation there if it's just how it how it is I don't know. yeah what affected not it sure. yeah um <laughs> we talked about Bandcamp as well um regards to how i've seen you're going to be mocking this album and you're obviously going to be releasing vinyl as well which i don't know how it is in um in america but in the in, in the uk vinyl and cassettes are making a bit of a comeback in regards to collectible items so we're seeing more and more bands release special editions and do different styles of vinyl i believe yours is going to be a splatter colors which is hugely popular over here at the moment um (laughs) is that something you guys decided to do like you thought yeah that's what we want to do Yeah. yeah yeah um yeah the splatter art was just like oh we've never gotten to do that kind of thing before and i just think they look cool so yeah so I, I think we're splitting it 50-50, like half of them, half of the half of the records made will be will be the splatter colors, and then the other half will just be black. I like I like maintaining the option of having black vinyl. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that was yeah we we made we made most of the decisions as far as the record goes. I, I um um I've been collecting records since I was. Uh, since I was a kid, so I've uh, so when we first got to start releasing music on vinyl, that was kind of a big thing for me. Yeah. So the hold your own record on vinyl, and yeah. it's yeah. Uh, newborn cool. baby style. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely for sure. So, guys, what comes after the album? Well, we have another announcement that we're making later in the month, but you know, perhaps taking it out on the road. But we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe doing a lot of cities in the US. Yeah, we might be doing something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. What about internationally? Any thoughts? Not necessarily a plan, but I presume you want to get out there internationally. There are always thoughts. Always there are the always table. thoughts. Yeah. The... Um, and we, if, the, if an opportunity arose where we could do it without completely going broke, we would absolutely do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if there are any there are any um anyone who can help make that happen in europe listening definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah well I, sure. I have to ask the question have you ever played in the uk before nope. no we've never, mm. never left north america yeah. we played in canada so technically we played we're an international, international band. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing about America, isn't it? You can play 50 dates and only cover like 50 states. So if you were doing yeah. one date per state, whereas in the UK, it's quite small, so it's not so bad. But yeah, yeah. that would be, be awesome, I guess, yeah, if this album gets enough traction and the label and stuff like that, that you're able to come up with the this. Because as well, we're a festival country. So exactly. there's always that. I feel like you guys yeah. would fit nicely at our big one, which is Bloodstock. I don't know if you've heard of Bloodstock. I, I've heard of it. I've heard so. of it, yeah. yeah. You guys have fitted that one. <laughs> cool. Okay, guys, um, wrap this up with one last one. Personal, really. What kind, What keeps you busy outside of music? What's What's your interest? Video games, horror? Because basically we're a three-part site. We cover video games, horror, and heavy metal. Um, oh. Any other two? Any fans of games, horror? I'm I play a lot of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's pretty much the one thing I'm not familiar with. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I play lots of video games. Um, I, we're, we're, we're streaming at you from my, my gaming PC right now, so I don't know. I kind of go through phases of, like, like, my summer months are mainly occupied with, like, I'm very inspired to make music, and so I write a lot of music in the summer, and then during the winter... I go through extended writer's block where I just play video games and Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. um, I played my Nintendo Switch a lot this winter. Lots of Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and all that all that stuff. Yeah. So almost yeah. like hibernating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, to to foster the extreme inspiration that I have during the summer, I have to go I have to go the time without without writing anything like i went like two months without touching without touching a guitar this winter yeah okay back again with this is just an out there no thinking about it just what comes in your head the do's and don'ts of festival so it is becoming festival season in this country we're about to hit download glastonbury is right around the corner as well um yeah. even in europe rock 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 am ring yeah has been happening this weekend Hellfest is right around the corner it's all it's festival season in europe basically it's happening and for a lot of people it'll be the first time they ever go to a festival Many, it it'll be you know par for the course they know what to do they've made the mistakes over the years and so on can you and, and we'll talk make them which, again this year <laughs> what was the one biggest mistake you can remember you've ever made at a festival uh the biggest one probably going too hard on the alcohol too oh, early I, yeah you know that, that's that's a, a natural one i think that a lot of people will do not just me yeah yeah and, you know you get there you're sorted bands ain't playing yet the bar's there with 40 different ales that you mm -hmm. never don't normally drink at home yeah <laughs> but you know they've all got cool names like the beast yeah who cares about 6.66 yeah. so you go we're gonna have that and that and that and that and the next thing you know you've, you're six pints in of six different drinks none of that you like yet and the first band's just coming on. Yep. And, and you're, you're still going. And you're thinking like, fuck me. I might have to slow down a bit here. Yeah. And it is really that. It's like, you know, I, I like a beer. But, you know, maybe. I think then after that, I, I kind of have a drink like more reasonable and then save my drinking for the evening. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to wake up in the morning and crack open a can of Stella at seven in the morning. No, absolutely. Even though my head is telling me I should do because the sun's out and you're at a festival. So why are you going to get a coffee? Because you've got 12 fucking you know hours I mean? of And this. that's what you have to start thinking. You have to start thinking, yeah, because you're going to regret this in four hours' time. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah I don't think I've ever made any other like, really critical ones. I'm quite a, a methodical planning kind of person, so I, I don't. Um, I mean, that's, still, that's the ultimate one there. I would always say is the first one you just said. The don't of a festival is don't fuck yourself up. 
If you're there all weekend, yeah. regardless of your age, man, take it fucking easy. Pace yourself. The amount of people I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen even more because you've been to more festivals than I have, that are, you know, maybe say wearing like the t-shirt of the headliner. Yeah. And by five in the evening, are asleep on the floor, yeah. rolled up under a poncho or something like that, and just sleep through the rest of the day. And you think you've got yourself so fucked up that you missed all the big bands, yeah. including the headliner, whose t-shirt you're wearing. Yeah. What the fuck? Because you got so fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So do it, by all means, if you can hack it. But know your limits, man. If you if you, if you you think, I'll start drinking at seven, I'll probably be fucked by three. Then maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> start later. Well, basically, that's it, really. You've got to look at it that way. If you're up at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, and you're planning to see all bands throughout the day up to a headliner, you are talking about a 14-hour yeah day and it ain't just a, it is no matter what festival you're going to end up at some will be better than others but it's also 14 hours of trudging through a field back to camps back to the stage over to get some food you know what i mean you walk yeah you do some kilometers yeah yeah festival. so it ain't like 14 hours i've got to be able to sit here for 14 hours it's, i've got to be like hiking yeah, you, yeah. Hours. particularly someone like download if you're going back to your tent at any point during the day you've got to hike in your ass yeah. you know yeah uh, my biggest mistake, and the one I would urge people, and this is very early on in my festival career kind of thing, don't cheap out on tents. You are going to be spending your night in this tent. You can pick up a cheap fucking tent for 20 or 30 quid, and it will do you perfectly fine, yeah. depending upon the weather. But you will notice certain things depending... We are in England. You might get some rain. The nights might be colder than you expect. The ground will be hard and yes. cold as well. Exactly. Basically, don't cheap out. Spend and invest in a fucking tent that will last you a while, that's a decent size, that has got real decent lining, that's going to keep you warm, but, you know, also keep, like, the hit sun comes out in the morning, isn't going to turn into a fucking oven. Yeah. Basically, use your brain. Water-resistant, massive thing. Bring gaffer tape. And if you're tall, like me, and you can get away with it, try and get one that has a bit of height to it. Mm. So you don't spend four or five days hunched over yep. trying to get around. It is not nice. It's, it does my nutting. But then on the flip side of that, you're two people in a tent. Don't bring an eight-man tent. Think about other people. That's common sense, I think, in that one. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I do stand by the whole when they go like, oh, this tent is for three people. And then you look at the fucking picture no. and it's three people lying yeah. <laughs> like that. You have to basically, you want to bring double the amount of the people yeah. you have. So if you've got four people, then bring an eight-man yep. tent. Because what it is, is it is designed to be so many people fit in. It does not take into account luggage yep. or anything like that or beers or anything. Yeah. It is meant to be. No, no, no. Put the tent out. Free lie in. Don't move in the night. And that's it. That's all you need. Yep. If you've got luggage and you've got three people, now you need a six-man tent. Yeah. To, like, to have a bit of comfort. Of course. Of course. You know? The other one, the other major as well, basically, don't be a cunt. Simple as that, it? Don't be chucking drinks at people in the crowd. If you're halfway through a beer and decide you don't want that shit, yeah. go pour it away and then put it in a bin. Don't throw it into the crowd. Nowadays, we're seeing well, less and less of that. the fucking thing. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> you know, don't piss in the cup and chuck it. Don't yeah. be pissing. There are toilets as well. Don't be pissing up against a fence. When there were children walking around and stuff like that, man. Yeah. They'll go use a toilet. I've never experienced this, but I know like, what I, how I would react if I ever did. But I, I do hear about it a lot. But don't fuck with other people's tents either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I really like, I've heard about people like launching things onto tents in the night. Yeah. People pulling pegs out, all that sort of stuff to try and, I don't know, it's funny. Funny to them, isn't it? And like, I've never experienced it and hopefully I never will. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't find it funny. Like, if I wake up at three in the morning because someone's outside my tent thinking it's funny I'm doing pegs, I'm not going to come out there and have a polite word. I'm going to no, be gonna, fucking yeah. furious. You're going to get a slap. You know, so 
fuck with yourself and within your own group and leave strangers alone. I think it's always a good way to act in life, generally. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a life lesson. Yeah, if you're in a pub and you've got a little group there, leave the people that aren't with you alone. Yeah. If you're at a festival and you're sleeping with three, four other people in tents, but there's people around you, keep your shit between your group. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. That's a a life lesson more Mm. than anything else. Um, The other thing as well, I'd say more relevant this year than any other year as well. Think about your plastic people. Think about what you're bringing. Think about your rubbish. Think about what you're doing yeah. and how you leave the site. Yeah, some of you people, some people from are disgraceful. You, not not whoever's listening to this in particular, but <laughs> you. some people are fucking filth. Yeah. What? Why would you? You've got bin bags. Everyone's got bin bags in their life. Yeah. I don't think I know a person who hasn't got a bin bag in their life somewhere who can bring bin bags with them. Yeah. Why do you have to like maybe sit in at your chair at your own camping area and you'd eat half a burger and throw the other half on the floor? Oh mate. Yeah, I hate that with food is a big one for me. Like what just waste food all over the floor. Walking along and seeing okay, a you pile don't want of the noodles. anymore, just put it in the fucking bin bag. Yeah. So I mean we do it, we do it at the festivals, we gather up our rubbish and then we take our rubbish to the main bin as you're heading in one day. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Leave it as you found it. It it's just respect it. It's incredible, like that people don't do that. You're absolutely fucking right. Yeah, so that, yeah, I don't agree with that one. Man. I'm going to get all like fucking Gojira on people. I'm going to become an eco warrior. Well, it's no secret that all the festivals uh, are becoming more eco aware. Um, there's a lot of drives. Downloads got one going on. Bloodstock's got one as well. So it's, it's, it's it's interesting right. and it's exciting. It's right and it should be. It should be. But none of it works without people doing it. Yeah. Because the only way that here's how it goes wrong, right? They put in rules. We don't follow them. They have to put people in to enforce the rules or, or pick up our shit for us and not get our ticket prices go up yep. to cover the cost of the extra people. Yeah. To clean up after yourself. Yeah. That's it. Because that's all that will happen. If they have to look at separate out their waste, because we won't do it for them, they will have to pay people to separate out their waste for them after the festival. Yeah. And then that will have to go on the ticket price. It will, yeah. There'll have to be some knock-on effect of that. So yeah, use your head. Can, this one's specific to the lads. Gents, this is a bugbear for Brendan and me. Um, I know as soon as I say it, you're going to know exactly what I mean. So in the morning, when you decide you want to queue up and have your little poop, mm. and unless you're constipated and got some uh, internal issues, don't be bringing a newspaper in there. Don't be spending 20 minutes. Yeah, man. Festival toilets. Seriously. Get in, get out. And, and Basically. You know, and I know we don't want to go down a full-on rant here about humans, because this could like, take up a whole show, couldn't it? Yeah. But generally, if you were in your house and you went for a shit... And you accidentally shat all over the floor. <laughs> I don't know how people can do that shit, but somehow they manage. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a handprint, a shit smelling handprint. How did you get shit on your hand? <laughs> Why did you do that? But if you do that at home, would you leave your bathroom with shit all over the walls? I don't understand in a festival why people are happy to basically just become fucking pigs. There are stories of people shitting in urinals. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah is wrong with you honestly I mean first of all like that why you have no shame to like yeah. pull your trousers down and shit in a urinal while people are standing there is firstly I find a bit weird like really really weird yeah. um, but secondly I just think like people I, I, it's it's escapism but you we're all meant to be there as a singular group so yeah. I do everything in my power I know you do as well and everyone that we're with to make sure that any of my bad habits don't impact on other people. Absolutely. And that's it. So the rest of the dickheads who go there and don't give a fuck about everyone else, like it doesn't really fit into the whole community spirit of heavy metal and things no, like that. No, you're all right, yeah. So you might have a look at that. Probably yeah. the same people that are spin kicking and fucking Daniel Sands in the fucking <laughs> in the, mosh pit. The hardcore, hardcore thing, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, a bit more positive in that sense. Do have mm. a good time, basically. Like, 
have a smile in your face, provided you've got shit to smile about. Um, and be friendly. Like most people at festivals, like they're all there for the same reason. No matter what festival you're at, everyone's got an interest and taste and whatever. No one's saying you've got to walk up and shake people by the hand. No. But a little smile here and there, you know, maybe a with a smile, nod. Have a bit of a laugh. Yep. But also, you know, and same on that is that if you're musically, do go and check out smaller bands yep. if you can. And you will also often see them walking around. Do go up and tell them if you enjoyed them. Yeah. Because I think you make a band's day sometimes if you go and check out their show and then you see them a day later and you go up and go, oh, hey guys, watch you, so you're awesome. Yeah. I think that makes that sometimes can make their, make their weekend. Yeah. So, you know, do approach bands. They're not unapproachable people. In fact, I think they quite like it. Yep. Um, and on top of that, if you've got the money, it's not forced, but if you've got the money and you do go and see a smaller band and you like it, chuck your money at their shirt rather than, I don't know, the 40 quid Slipknot one. Yeah. You know, or, or whoever it might be, or, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, perfect, exactly. There, there can't be much better a feeling for a small band doing their first ever slot at a festival to walk through the crowd, see someone wearing their shirt, and that person comes up to them and says, oh, you were awesome, you see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, for a, a band, fan. you think like, yeah great you've made a new fan that's exactly the point spreading the word that's the point of a festival as well where you're supposed to be playing to a wider audience who might not normally listen yeah. to your localised music yeah I mean you've already got 35 Slayer shirts at home you don't need a 36 yeah. there's someone else's yeah right, on that point we'll move on then and do another track hailing from Calgary Alberta demonic death metal entity Pathetic has been raising the corpses and disturbing the mortals since 2015 to date the group has two EPs and one split under their belt, having performed alongside established bands such as Angled Corpse and Eris Kingdom, the Canadian three-piece has toured extensively throughout North America, primarily in Western Canada, Quebec, Ontario, and the Pacific Northwest United States. So very localised in Canada. Yeah. Heavily influenced by the North and South American dark death metal masters, Pathetic aims to create harsh and prov provocative music unique to themselves. Their forthcoming debut full-length album, Rat King, is no exception. It's out on July 12th, 2019. And this is Hamatasa. Hamatsa. Hamatsa. Hamatsa.
Right, got a quiz for you. As quiz. has now become the norm. Yeah. And I put this one together for you. So basically, this is synonyms. Questions. I have taken band names and I have taken... In the case of a band that's got of or the, I've left those words out because you can't... Right. Yeah. So basically... Is it uh, of with a V or with an F? It could be. Could be. Yeah, it could very well be. But um, I get an indication there. So basically, it'll be two or three words in one case, a few more. Um, and... It's the name of the band, but in opposite. So we'll start off with an easy one. Right, do an easy one, because I yeah, have no idea you what you're talking about here. Right. But... So the first one is, the band is Appliance Principle. Appliance Principle. No, we'll come back to that. Let me do an easy one. I thought that was the easy one. <laughs> this is the easy one. Fuck Crib on. Smut. So what's another, what's another term for Crib. <laughs> I'm so fucking lost. I, 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 What's I, another I, word for smut? Porn. Filth. Ah. And the first word is crib. Oh, sorry, you dropped the of, didn't you? Yeah. Right, sorry, that's where I'm thrown on it because uh, I'm thinking two words, something, something, cradle of filth. Yes. So right. crib, smut. Get it? Right. right okay. So back to the first one then. Fucking hell. <laughs> no, this is a this is this is a good one. Appliance principle. Principal within like a teacher or mm-hmm. principal within... Principal like a teacher. Right, not your principles. Yep. Okay. <laughs> With all sorts of fucking appliances in my head. <laughs> Kettle teacher. <laughs> What's another word for principal? What is a principal? We have a term, that's an Americanized term for what we have in this country. American, what, uh, head teacher. Uh, you're on headmaster. You're on the right lines. That's what we call them, though, a headmaster. Uh, yeah so right get appliance and then you might be able to put this one together this is like the hardest <laughs> quiz I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Jesus Christ there's going to be loads of uh, pointless answers well, I'll get, um, right. no, come on uh, let, me, let me think on it let me think on it come back to it I'll pass it I'll come right. back to that one if, if they're going to get harder I'll probably just there go. are some difficult ones right. right number three rigid and first so rigid and first first <laughs> I'm going to give some clues in this one. Stiff. It's in relation to perhaps a voyage. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a clue? Yeah. You just threw me completely. <laughs> all I had in my head was stiff for rigid. <laughs> Am I right on that one? No. No? It's not always necessarily, it can be perhaps what something else is. But yeah, so when you think of a first, think of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Right. When you're thinking of first, think of uh, in relation to voyage and ships. First? Yeah. As in your, like, first place? As in F-I-R-S-T? As in the first, as in the first, F-I-R-S-T. The first voyage? Yeah. Right. It's called something. Okay. The fuck is it called? <laughs> <laughs> um, your something voyage. Oh, right, okay. Okay, so, I, I think I know what it is, but I'm trying to work out why iron would be... Rigid? Rigid. Because it's solid. Rigid. Right, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, okay. So what's the answer? Iron Maiden. Way! I'm going to have to th- change my thinking on this because what I'm trying to do is replace word with an alternative for that word. So for me, the alternative for rigid is something like stiff or, you know. It's hard. a synonym, not but, an alternative. It's yeah. where something means the same. That's, it. so yeah. This one should be easy actually. Let's just start with this one. It's just one word. Executioner. <laughs> oh, what you, this is easy you got the answers in front of you wanker <laughs> that's what word executioner yeah that's a band isn't it executioners 
Uh, probably, but yeah. So well, one no. word, another word for executioner. What do they do? Oh, that's what I'm trying to do. See, this is the problem. I have a logical, methodical mind. <laughs> I know I have. I've always had this problem, and it's hard to expand it into creative notes. So, killers. All metal. Oh, okay. But you're on the right line. What's? It's another term for that. A killer, an executioner. Murderers. Assassins. <laughs> Destroyer of worlds. No. Slayer. Slayer. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, next one. I should have had that one. Cherub. Conjurer. Has this got an, a, a middle? No, it's two right. words. Cherub and conjurer. And cherub in the biblical sense. So I'm going to go for wizard for conjurer. Am Not I... wizard. Right lines. Which? Okay, which, yep. Yeah, sweet. I got one word. Yeah, you got one. Yay! Yes. Cherub. Yeah, so in a biblical sense. I'm just trying to think of a fucking band with witch in it now. Mm. It's old school band. Is it? Yeah. Angel Witch. Yes! Yeah. Angel Witch. <laughs> Way! Got oh, it. Hell, we've got one. Well, that's two. I think I've got two now. Yeah, yeah, actually. I'm quite happy with that. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Alright, this one might be a bit tough. Well, two words. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. The band's two words. <laughs> yeah. The first word is curvature. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the second is adversary. Arch enemy. Oh my god, well done. That's amazing. You, you... I'm getting it now. I'm understanding yeah. it. I'm understanding the logic in it a little bit. Love it. Right, number seven, toxin and clink. Clink? Yeah. Clink, the clink I'm referring to is a nickname style we have for something. All oh, right, Venom Prison. Yeah. That's it. Venom Prison. Brilliant. I had the Venom bit, but I was trying to think, I was thinking that Venom sound? Venom. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the, as in the clink. <laughs> All right, number eight. Gnarled. That's G-N-A-R. Yeah. Yep. And Kin. Kin. K-I-N. Yep. Gnarled Kin. So it's most likely to be brother. Because that's the kind of more familiar metal term. You don't really have people that are aunts, uncles, sisters in a band name. Mm. Gnarled. Yeah. Hope you're playing along. Yeah, I hope you're looking at, at least half as confused as I am. <laughs> what the fuck's he on about? Gnarled. Um, I'm struggling with gnarled. Mm. I've got all sorts of weird words in my head, like <laughs> chewed, um, broken, ripped, tattered. No, I'm done. I'm twisted done. sister. Twisted. Twisted fucking twisted. And it was sister as well. Yeah, when you were saying it, oh, I was trying not to laugh. Chewed brother. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tattered uncle. Here's the first of the three word bands. Oh, God. Yeah. So we have brawny, fledgling, juvenile. Brawny, fledgling, juvenile. Yeah. <laughs> Strapping young lad. Wicked. Yeah. Well done. Amazing. See, look at that. I thought that would be one of the hardest. Right then, this one should be straightforward enough, I reckon. So you want, you want, <laughs> Every time you've said that, I've been so baffled. The ones that you say are really hard, I'm like, oh yeah, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Decaying Redeemer. Rotting Christ. Yeah, he's, he's flying now. Yeah. Yeah, you've, yeah. All right, this is probably the hardest one. <laughs> Bring it. Nonagon. What the fuck? <laughs> Nonagon, finger breadth, and whack. What's the first word? Nonagon. What the fuck is that, man? <laughs> N-O-N-A-G-O-N. 
finger breadth, as in finger bread, but th, the finger breadth, okay. and then whack. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, oh, when I came up with this one, there weren't many synonyms for this word. Five this finger was... death punch. You're on the right lines, but it's not that. Man, I thought I had it with the punch. Plus that'd be four. Yeah. I did actually try to do them, but yeah. then... Um, I'm thinking like maybe a hyphenated... Uh, I think... What was it? Death punch. I think five was the issue with that. The cinnamon for five, I think it wasn't enough, and it weren't good ones. So how was I on the right line? What's the... Because there is a number in it. Oh, okay. Four finger death punch. <laughs> <laughs> number in it. Listen to the... Say again. Nonagon. That's not right for me at all. That's not right for me at all. All you've done is you've just ruined my train of thought completely. Um, well, what what is a finger breadth? I've no idea. Oh, okay. The breadth of a finger, I'm assuming. In measurement. Yeah. It's a measurement. <laughs> I love this. Inches. Okay. But I, I know I, I kind of know that it's inches, but I can't think of a band that has inch or inches with it you got it no nah, no nah, I'm, I'm not no nah. i think i'm gonna be annoyed when you say it though nine inch nails oh there we go yeah so nonagon is nine oh, so nails was throwing me because you whack. Was whack, cause I'm, yeah. I was going down the hit punch that route you had the right idea at least yeah, yeah. but it was because it's it, yeah. It, it's yeah right number 12 behemoth attraction well, now I'm going to be thrown right away. Yeah, no, I've said a bad name. Yeah, no. Behemoth and Attraction. Monster Magnet. Yes! Wicked! Ooh. Right. Oh, this is a good one. I love if you get this one. Turncoat Cleric. What if I don't get it? I just think it's, the right. cinemas are great. Turncoat, Turncoat Cleric. Cleric. Traitor. Am I on the right line with Traitor? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're on the right lines. Not the right word though. No. Oh fuck it. What was the last one, second one? Uh, cleric. Cleric. Has this got a there in the middle? No. Two words. Okay. Burn the priest. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> Judas priest. Yes. Yeah. Well, since he said priest, I was like, how's yeah. he not put this so together? I said priest, and I was thinking, oh, hang on, priest could be right. What's yeah. I love that one. Right, it's a three-worder. Preposterous, full, throng. <laughs> Fools in F double O L. Yeah. Preposterous, full, and throng. That's T H R O N G. I feel like this is a tough one. That's how I feel. I don't know <laughs> if it should be or not. It's one where it's just when you know it makes so much sense. Yeah, I'm sure it does, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't when you don't know. Yeah. Because every word I can think of around preposterous is not going to be in a band name. Mm -hmm. I've come up with things like ridiculous, um, you know, stupid. You're on the right lines. You're in yeah, the no, right, I'm on yeah. the right area, but I just can't think of the word. It would yep. be foolish, stupid. Uh but then I struggle then because four kind of leads me down the same route. So it's like stupid, stupid. <laughs> well, maybe focus on the third word then, throng. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna focus on that. <laughs> I'm actually thinking of his uh, fucking the thong song. <laughs> Let me see that thong, that throng. Okay, that um, one I'm gonna have to give up on that one. I don't think I've got anywhere near it. Insane clown posse. Oh, okay. The clown was too easy. I was thinking they can't be clown. If I yeah, damn it. Right, I got more. Yep. Chilled globe. Ice earth. Excellent. Back on it. Right, let's see if we can keep that going. Probably not. <laughs> Ordinance. Blush. Blush. Blush, blush, blush. Blush is the harder one. Ordinance is the one to focus on. Yeah, well, I think I've already got myself stuck on this one. Because the minute you said ordinance, I went down armoured. And then because of that, I can't get armoured saint out of my head. <laughs> and I spent the last minute trying to figure out how I can make saint mean blush. And I, and I can't. And I'm trying to backtrack and get away from armoured. Bullet for my valentine. No, it's only, this is only two words. With a middle, oh, with a a middle thing. Bullet and valentine. It's good. Uh, blush it's good, the, but it's not right. It's, it's like catchphrase. Not, it? <laughs> not right. Uh, blush in the sense of colours as well. Oh, okay. That didn't help. <laughs> Thanks for that. An ordinance in the sense of military. Yeah, that's why I was last well, yeah. with armoured and bullet and. <laughs> Staring around the room looking for band names. <laughs> no, you wouldn't find anything in here uh, for this band. Oh, okay. That's a clue. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to give you this one. Mm. Guns and Roses. Damn it. Okay, a modern bad here for you. <clears throat> Phantasm Cleansing. Ghost Bath. Wicked. Yeah. Yay. Right. Angst Workshop. <laughs> Great name for a bath. <laughs> or a bath for a band. band yeah. Angst Workshop. Angry Shed. <laughs> that's another great band name. Oh, we've got some great band names here. Furious Factory. Fear Factory. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So There's a joke and all of a sudden you accidentally get a word. Yeah. <laughs> right, last three. No, two more. and No, three more because we got back to the first one. Which is touching that. It'll be the last one we do. Uh, 19. Crate Convertible Runner. <laughs> Boxcar Racer. Yeah. And the three, number 20 before we went number one is, this is a good one. Loyalty, Nix, Extra. And Nix has an N-I-X, an Extra. Hmm. It's a shame this isn't live, so people could be like sending me the answer. <laughs> That's the thing, this is one of those that if you are, you, even if you're playing along, you yeah. can Google it, but you're going to take yeah, some time true. getting the answers. Well, to be fair, you've got plenty of time because I'm just yeah, it's sitting there and blanking at the screen. <laughs> um, Alright, loyalty, friends, friendship. No, it's not really a metal band. No, <laughs> friendship. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you get the last word, you'll get the rest. What was it? Nick's. Extra. Extra. Loyalty, Nick's extra. I'm too educated. I keep coming up with longer words. Additional. There's no band with friendship something additional uh, in it. The actual extra. answer has less letters than extra. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. 
Okay, it's got three words in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But extra, I'm saying extra's got five. The, the answer's got less than five. The three words together have less than no, five No, no, no. The last word. Right, No, sorry. the last word. I thought you were saying the whole band. No, Fuck. no. Um, okay. <laughs> Has that helped me in any way? Let me just think about that for a minute. <laughs> well, stop me saying things like additional. Yeah, that's true. More. Okay. Faith no more. Yay! Just, yeah. <laughs> right, back to the very first one then, the last one yeah, you didn't get. That? Appliance principle. Oh, back in, back in, <laughs> straight back in my head with kettle. <laughs> Literally the first thing that pops in my head. Kettle. Saucepan. For appliances. Not if I'm right. To- toaster. <laughs> Microwave. Fridge. Toaster headmasters is your answer. <laughs> um, the last word's the one, if you get, you'll you'll do it. But yeah, you said, so it's a, it's a word for principle. In this country. Which is headmaster. Okay. Oh, I think it is. Okay. Or master. Okay. Or head. Okay. Machine head. Hey, he got there. Yes. Kettle kettle headmaster. Once you've got the concept, you are flying there. Yeah, I'd have done a few tough ones in there, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was one or two there. I don't think I would have got, no matter how many clues you gave me. Um, I can't remember which ones they were, but there was a... Nonagon and stuff like that. You did, yeah. Uh... Uh, yeah I made nothing I would have struggled with for a long time I don't know why but I just really struggled with that yeah Some, yeah and Guns N' Roses I had nothing happening in my head for that <laughs> nothing at all bullet makeup <laughs> yeah, yeah okay I like that That's that was fun hell. I, feel, I feel like stressed <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been put under immense pressure like I've just lost badly in live TV to 5 million people well, it's good because you did it to me last time and put yeah, me under the spot, so it's kind of fun it to do fun. it the other way. Right, we're going to wrap up now, so we're going to end with one final track, six tracks overall. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, watching, however you're doing this. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, so the last track, Spitfish is a game, a dark whim full of odd and bizarre elements, all of this in frames of rock and roll. The band's music follows rock legacies, guiding lights, but a story and a concept leads you to the darker places. An old horror movie turns into melodic rock songs here. Don't be deceived though, look beyond the surface. There is much more to it than meets the eye, even though only the members of the band know the darker concept of Spitfish. It's worth listening to their music. Spitfish hail from Gdansk in the Polish coastal city of ships. The band was formed by vocalist Boris Karloff in 2016, as at first as a one-man project, releasing a self-titled five-track EP the same year. And the current lineup. Of the band includes Boris Karloff on vocals and bass, Cyril Delvantier on guitar, and AJ on drums. And the album Penny Dreadful is out now. This is Hey Hey, My My, Into the Black from that album.
gone, body's not forgotten. This is the story about a Johnny Rotten. More to the picture than meets the eye. 